Welcome into another Red Out Podcast. My name is Devin. I'm your host tonight, as always. And uh, just going to talk tonight. We're going to talk some Hilltopper sports and some other stuff. So hang out with us. Hey, how about them tops, son? Oh, okay, SEC boys. SEC, You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming in. And let's get a word from our sponsor. I am not ashamed to admit in the past, I've needed a therapist. We all need someone, and it's a strong person who can admit it. I talked to my doctor, who referred me to a therapist, and I really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was. But with this episode's sponsor, BetterHelp, you do. You can filter out who you would like to talk to, age, gender, religion, and more to pair you with the person who works best for you. And if the person isn't exactly who you were wanting, you're not stuck. You can switch counselors. BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy. So go to BetterHelp.com Redout today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Yes, we really appreciate BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. If you use our code you get 10 percent off and you also support us so we appreciate it jared are you here bud yeah how's it going it's going good uh it would be a lot better but you know it is march madness so i'll take it with a grain of salt yeah i mean i'm still always excited for some march madness that's for sure well i, I alluded to it could be better it could be better if western was in it how about that yeah but sadly that's just the reality of where we're at is that's uh, not really the standard uh, Yep, that seems to be where we're at, and just constantly watching March Madness instead of actually participating. Um, for those of you who do not know, Western lost to Louisiana Tech 59-57 and uh, got knocked out of Conference USA Tournament. Um, it looks like UAB is going into the big dance, and they'll be playing Houston first round. Um, Jared, what do you think of that matchup? Uh, the UAB matchup? Yes. I had to go get my bracket really quick just so I can have it handy when we walk everyone through the matchups. But, yeah, let me see. Let me see. Yeah, so UAB got a 12 seed. I think that's pretty good against Houston. Houston, obviously one of the best teams in the American. Um, I mean, they lost a really good player that they had. He's in the pros now, uh, Quentin Grimes. So they're not as strong as they have been, but they're obviously still good enough to be a five seed. Um, that 12-5 split is always your best odds of upset happening. That's always one that consistently happens. Yeah. But I think the Blazers can have a shot. Obviously, Andy Kennedy, he's played – he's coached at a high level before with Ole Miss. I mean, he knows what a tournament's going to be like. So I feel like that they have the right pieces to maybe get an upset. I, I do too. I, I think it's possible. Um, let's just do a little recap real quick. The Western Louisiana Tech game – um, let me see if I can pull up Conference USA so I can show you talk about the tournament results. Because we gave predictions last week as to who we thought would go where, who would do what. So let's see here. Not the wiki. Ugh. And they probably don't even have it yet. So let's see what we got here. Uh, 
Sorry about this. This is great radio. What so, are you looking for? Do you have any uh, winners or losers while I'm looking for my – Yes. Go for it. The biggest winner – well, I mean, the Dolphins, I'll I choose them as an actual winner. They've been making some power moves in free agency already. They hired uh, Ogba, one of their good defensive linemen, to multi-year deal. Mike Gusecki, the really good tight end, signed a franchise tag. He's staying – they got Teddy Bridgewater as a backup. He's going to be around. Um, they also got a really good running back out of Arizona that ought to fit in with Miami pretty well. But the biggest winner is me because I finally got a new laptop. The one I had was horrible. It's one of your standard <laughs> Dell mid-range laptops. I've had it forever. Well, I was trying to print brackets out on Sunday. It took over an hour just to load the freaking thing. And that wasn't because of my internet. That was because it's like one of the processes in it is screwed up and one of the modems in it is dead. So I got a MacBook Air. It's one of the new ones, the M1s. This thing is absolutely nice. phenomenal. I I like Apple stuff, but I never really could afford one. But thankfully, thanks to my tax return, I was able to bite the bullet and just say dang it i'm doing it i'm getting one because i have so much invested go. into it music wise like i've been over at my church today uh hooking it up with main stage like the keyboard and downloading all these new patches for it to make it sound sick so i'm extremely happy about how that's turned out hey that's good buddy that's uh that's some good news and actually you do have some other good news your favorite NFL player will be back for next year. I swear. Why would he do that? Like <laughs> he probably spent like 15 minutes with his wife and kids and like, what the heck am I doing? This is miserable. I need to play football. <laughs> That's what somebody said. They were like, yeah, they t- probably told him to go do chores. And he was like, ah, I'm going to go do football. I don't uh, do vacuum. It was like I'm one meme back. that I saw be like Tom Brady when he sees his wife and kids for the first time. <laughs> and then like at a coming out of retirement, he's like, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> oh my gosh i tell you what I, I i saw that news and i was like oh jared's gonna love this oh this is gonna be great um my wife was telling me and i don't know if you've heard this or not but there was a guy who got the last football from oh man his, so was it his last thing. touchdown pass yeah it was like for five hundred and eighteen thousand dollars. he bought that thing and now <laughs> it's he comes out of retirement so it, it's, it's like it. It's like NFTs. Like I've seen people where that has had like is supposedly worth like a million dollars and sold it for like a dollar oh on accident. So I mean, it's whatever. I don't know anything. Oh my about gosh, that. that's hilarious. Funny. Um, if you don't want to know, if you don't know what an NFT is, it's a. Let me see what the acronym is. Non fungible token. There you go. It's just like a little picture, basically, and of a monkey. it's supposed to be unique. Right. And valuable, apparently. I don't know. I don't. I'm not into. I'm not a crypto bro. I don't keep up with that stuff. Uh, according to Wiki, here you go. A non fungible token is a non interchangeable unit of data stored on a blockchain, a form of digital ledger that can be sold and traded. Types of NFT data units may be associated with digital files such as photos, videos, and audio. Just so everybody knows what an NFT is. Uh, but yeah, like I saw that and I was. I, I thought that was the most funny thing ever. And um, as far as Brady's unretirement, like, is that not like reminiscent of like Brett Favre, you know, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan? Actually, I think Jordan was actually retired a lot longer than like a month. Yeah, he went and played baseball for a hot minute, and he was technically in Birmingham with uh, I can't remember which MLB teams like affiliate. It was like a minor league Wasn't team. He? Yeah, yeah, it was Birmingham's minor league team is who he played for most of the time, and. 
I mean, I guess he enjoyed it for whatever, but I mean, he got tired of it because obviously he came back and still won a couple finals, I think, which is insane. Well, they had already what? retired his number. Like when he came back, he couldn't even get his own number back. He had to wear 45 until yep. it was cleared for him to have 23 back, which that's insane. Which, I mean, that's just wild to me, though, that, I mean, they ret- I don't know if they retired it too quickly or what, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, so, as a uh, secret Tom Brady fan, are you excited about that? No. As long as he loses, <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious. I'd love for him to come back and go, like, 6-10. and 10. On uh, Let's see, what is he, like, 40 now? Is he 40? He's 44. Okay. is He's 44? Really? I didn't think he was yeah. that old. Wow. Okay. Um, what in the heck? I did not. Okay. Like my Google search history is crazy. It's it's. Okay. I typed in Tom Brady and it said NFT platform. Uh, <laughs> Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Goodness gracious, that's a mouthful. Yes, he is 44 years old. You're correct. I shouldn't have doubted Tom Brady's number one secret fan. So. No, I mean, I, he said he wanted to play until he was 45. And, like, everyone was like, oh, he's retiring a year early. And then he's like, psych. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess he's still in pretty good health. And, you know, for the most part, I I think that, you know, as long as he's fairly protected, I don't think he's going to have a lot of health issues. You say you know, that. He's not- I, think he's, I think he's trying to take it for granted. Like someone like Joe Thosman, you look at what they did and what happened to him. Like that leg injury absolutely ended his career and was horrible. oh definitely. And yeah. I mean, no one is exempt from injuries. I mean, you can you can have as good of an offensive line as you want, but I mean, even practicing Teddy Bridgewater, the injury he had, it almost cost him his leg, and that was in practice. So yeah. I mean, you can't take stuff like that for granted just because you've had twenty seasons and have been healthy nineteen of them. There was only one season he was out when the Dolphins actually won the AFC East. <laughs> I think in 2008 was when that happened. That's wild, dude. That is so wild. Um, so I you, I just want to backtrack just a sec. So I have always been a PC guy, so I don't know if I would be able to make the jump to Mac. Thankfully, at Western, with the music department, um, all the like the little third floor uh, lab uh, library thing, not library thing. Shoot, it's called a, a computer lab. Duh. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know why I'm, my brain was trying to say like laptop library, but that is like, definitely <laughs> not what that word means. It's computer lab. Yeah, the computer lab on the third floor. They all had like the little MIDI keyboards. They also had uh, all the Mac stuff. I mean, it was the Apple computers so i know how to use them and that was pretty easy for me but. well that's good that's good I, I i will say from my experience i went when i was at western i went to mass media um to print out some paperwork one morning and i was like okay there's nobody in here let me slide over on one of these macs and see what i can do and i pulled it up and i was like oh this looks so sweet this is so cool and i go over there and i'm like okay i got my you know powerpoint's ready let me print those out and i could not for the life of me figure out how to print those out i finally got frustrated after several minutes and just walked over and uh logged out and watched, went to a pc and went and sat in the corner and cried to myself that i was getting old and i couldn't figure it out <laughs> so understandable <laughs> uh but anyway i i i digress uh so we're talking conference usa uh tournament here 
that's my daughter ringing the bell probably um so LaTeX three seed uh plays western uh 6 p.m last week uh that was on thursday the 10th <clears throat> they beat us 77 67 no i'm sorry that that's who they beat marshall sorry uh they beat us 59 57 uh did you watch the game and what'd you think unfortunately i did <laughs> what'd you think you know, honestly, a lot of people can say they saw this coming, but I didn't actually think we would get bounced in the very first game we had. But sure enough, I mean, La Tech, they did what they had to do. I mean, they came out. Kenneth Lofton Jr., I mean, he is so good. Dude yeah. is really, really good. I don't know if he'll stay with them. I could picture him on a Power 5 team easily. Uh, I feel like if he were to transfer, he would be like a top transfer prospect. That's how good he is. But, okay. I mean, he got the best of Sharp, honestly. I mean, Sharp just didn't really have much of an answer for him. And, I mean, they were leading most of the game. We were able to come back and finally take the lead about halfway through the second, which was good. But, I mean, just the same old issues with this team, and it's been frustrating. I mean, we shot horrible. Of course, we'd choose the most important games to shoot terribly. And also, like, we weren't moving the ball at all. There were only two assists the entire game. And you can't play basketball like that. Everybody was trying to be a superhero and try to drive it and take shots themselves. But, I mean, that's what happens when we get to the conference tournament. Everybody just wants to play selfishly. And guess what happens? We lose because we're not passing the ball and getting better looks than what we have. So I'm not surprised by that at all. But I am pretty disappointed. And also, I feel really bad for Sharp because he was fouled with about like eight seconds left in the game. And like, if he would have made one free throw, it would have been tied. If he would have made both of them, we probably would have won. And he's a 40% free throw shooter at best. And he ended up breaking both of them. So that didn't really surprise me either. So that's what he really needs to work on this off season is working on his free throws because I mean, he could have been the difference in that game. If he had just a little bit more time to hone in his shot and work on that. But I hope that that's something he can improve on moving forward for next year because him and McKnight both are the centerpieces you want to build your team around at this point if you're Rick Stansberry. And, I mean, Rick Stansberry knows he has to do better in the transfer portal than he did this year. I mean, Hamilton was a good addition. Also, Darius Miles, he didn't play but one game. He had to burn his redshirt year, basically, because he had to play against Louisville. And he looked pretty good in that. But other than that, I mean, Butts was a disaster. He didn't really amount to much. Uh, Keith Williams didn't get to do anything. I mean, he was able to recruit at least a couple of high school guys like Zion Harmon. That didn't pan out at all. So, I mean, he really struck out this year with his recruiting. And uh, honestly, if he does that again and we do worse than this season, then I think that could be his last year here because the fan base has already kind of turned on him as it is anyways. It's very divided, the fan base is. There's a lot of people that want to keep giving Stansberry these chances because when he recruits well, we get extremely talented players. But yet, I mean, he doesn't make the adjustments needed, in my opinion, to put us to the next level, especially. I mean, it's still been six years now without an NCAA tournament appearance. And, I mean, that's kind of where we grade the coaches that come to Western. Every coach that's ever coached here before has gone to the NCAA tournament at least once, including the bad ones. <laughs> and yeah, Stansberry I mean, is way better than a lot of the bad coaches that we've had before, if I'm being honest. But, 
I mean, he's had some bad luck, but at the same time, it all comes back to the head of things, and that's your coach. So, I, I, Todd already said that he's coming back for another year, which is fine. I mean, this was his first kind of down year, but if he's not able to get some really, really good, talented players in on the transfer portal, then, um, then I mean, that's why he sold us on was recruiting, and if he's not able to do then that, then there's no point for him being here, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, any uh, any truth to the rumors about uh, him being on the short list for the SEC? I don't see him doing that. I mean, maybe LSU, but he was mentioned the last time they had a position open and he didn't go. And he's definitely not going to go back to Mississippi State again. I don't know why in the world he would want to try to do that. So, there's no point in that either. Georgia... I doubt it. I mean, they just had Tom Crean and he did the same thing for them. Like Tom Crean was an amazing recruiter, got them. Anthony Edwards was one of the top national prospects, but other than him and maybe two other players, like they didn't really do much. And they were like the, they were like five and 22 this season and only won one game in the sec. So I feel like if you put Western in the sec in Georgia's spot, that they would still do way better than that. (laughs) But I mean, the, and the crazy thing is, is some WKU people want Tom Green to come to WKU, which, I mean, there is that connection there because he was an assistant at Western the same time when uh, Jack Harbaugh and his uh, sons were working for the football team. And that's how he met, uh, the, I can't remember the girl's name, that's the Harbaugh, but that's his wife. Like, they met at Western, believe it or not. That's a fun fact for you. Jack Harbaugh's? Yeah, Jack Harbaugh's daughter. That's who Tom Crean is married to. Uh, okay. And they met at Western. Was that you mean John or Jim? No, Jack. Like the, oh, like the dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh shoot, you would say that. Um, you can look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm just looking at the stadium. If I saw the stadium, um, because her name's on the stadium. Oh my god! Well, not no, not Jack Har- Harbaugh's wife. I'm t- saying Tom Crean's wife. Oh, okay. Sorry. Who, yeah, <laughs> like they met at WKU. Okay. So there's a lot of people that want him to come back to Western, but I don't see that happening. Todd's already said he's not getting rid of Stansberry. So. Joni. Yeah, okay. I'm sure. Joni sure Harbaugh. Right. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah, she looks like one of the Harbaughs for sure. Yeah. Like if you put them all in a picture, I'd be like, oh, definitely. Yeah, she's definitely related. Um, but so anyway, we're talking conference USA. Um, I don't know if, you know, I, I think Todd's looking at the numbers and as, as begrudgingly as I feel about it, stands is getting people in seats. Yeah. Um, We're just stagnant though. That's my problem. And the thing is, is we were able to technically on paper sell out the Marshall game, but it wasn't a full building. Like, a lot of people have been doing their season tickets uh, at the beginning of the year, like in May or whatever, going ahead and getting it finalized. And they would be selling all of those season tickets. But the thing is, is that a lot of people, like, once they see how the team is, they're just not going to show up. They only really bought them for the Louisville game because it was one of the best ways to guarantee a spot of being a diddle reader against Louisville. And that was the biggest sellout we had this year was Louisville, obviously. And but all the other yeah, games, if you look play. at that, like we technically sold all of those tickets, but no one came came to those games. Yeah, I can I can see that. Let me see here. 
Um, Marshall. Marshall one. It says we were at nine thousand, which was in Huntington. I'm sorry. Oh, I was um, going to say we don't have nine thousand capacity in Diddle Arena. Yeah, yeah, we do. They just stood outside. They stood um, on the court. Yeah. Um, this is saying attendance was at six thousand in Diddle, about eighty-one percent. So I would probably say less, but that's still. And that was your senior night game for Cam Justice and Josh Anderson, which is still so sad that. They're not going to be with us anymore. I agree. <laughs> no more Slamderson. No, I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss Josh Anderson. That was a. That was my boy for a number of years. I always cheered for him for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think uh, Rick's going anywhere though. That's my opinion. Um, with uh, you know, I mean, even though we are, it is very mediocre. I mean, there's still people who are backing him, even though you know a lot of Western fans are judging success off of, you know, conference titles, March Madness, you know, appearances. Um, there's other fans that aren't in the, on that boat. Um, mm-hmm. I saw a person in the group chat who said that, you know, uh, not one of us, but a Facebook post where it said that um, essentially if these Facebook coaches got out there, you know, they Western would save a lot of money. Um, I would disagree because I would assume that the Facebook coaches would run us in the ground, obviously. And um, I, I just, my thing is, is with, if, if you want to complain about Facebook coaches, then Stansbury needs to start winning. Mm-hmm. That's how you shut them up. You start winning games. That's how this works. Yeah, and that's also another way that people don't really look at criticism is that for a lot of programs, say they lose in their conference tournament and that's the end of the season. For like a small team that isn't very good in like the MEAC or something like that, some random non-good yeah. conference, like their fan base doesn't care. Like at yeah. least when you have people complaining about your program being bad, that proves that the people care about the program because they wouldn't want exactly. them to suck. And that's the thing that I can't get through to all of these older people in my Facebook group. I'm sorry if you're one of them listening. But you have to understand that people being upset, like, I mean, that's our way of saying, like, we want our program to do better. We want to win. We want to succeed. And, I mean, I, I, I do agree that, I mean, just complaining through a Facebook group, I mean, it's probably not going to change anything. But at the same time, I mean, it's good discussion. I mean, just kind of seeing where everybody's at. I mean, that's how I kind of know where our fan base is right now. There's a lot of people that still support Stansberry, but there's a lot of people that don't and say they aren't renewing yep. their season tickets. So I don't know what next season is going to look like because, I mean, what I'm afraid, this is what I think will happen. I hope that I'm proven wrong. I already have next year figured out. Are you ready, Devin? Let's hear it. So Rick, Rick Stansberry is going to get a couple of good transfers. Like uh, one was averaging like 14 points per game at like a power five school and another one from like a higher end, like Big East school. And like one's a guard, one's a forward. We'll go with that. And say he okay. gets one really good high school guy that's like a high school star or something. Maybe like three or four okay. star recruit. Yeah. Is he, he gets, gonna? Is he kind of having issues? No, but uh, oh, okay. Well, at least not yet. That, that's later. <laughs> so he he gets maybe four or five transfers in total. Some good, some bad, and he builds his yeah. team around it. So now you have all these fresh people, and you lost two seniors in Cam Justice and also Josh Anderson. But you still have McKnight and Sharp, and also a lot of other people transferred out because that's inevitable. Um, yeah. So you're basically rebuilding the team, 
and you have a lot of good talent, but you don't really make much adjustments for them. And also, he's still just going to play maybe seven of them a game. And the starters that he have will be good, but they'll still get tired and get gassed. And then, like, yep. one of them will probably have eligibility issues, and then we'll have to wait until – well, I mean, that already is happening. Like, Rawls is coming back, but he's not going to be eligible until, like, after Christmas. So that's already that something right. that – Yeah, that's already something that we're going to have to be aware of as Western fans is that we will get Rawls back, which I hated that he ever had to leave in the first place. But it's going to be right at the beginning of conference play. So whoever <laughs> we have – like, we have the Cayman Island Classic again. Uh, in November, um, I think we'll have a few decent matchups, non-conference wise. But I mean, imagine if he was able to play that whole time. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, we'll look better in conference play because it's Conference USA, and if it Ole Miss and not Ole Miss, Old Dominion, Southern Miss, I got them blurred together in my mind, and Marshall, <laughs> like they're all not going to be back anyways, unless they somehow win their lawsuit. Conference USA does. So we're down less teams than we normally would. And we'll have our conference tournament, I suppose. But, I mean, will we actually win? I don't know. I mean, uh, it's just the same old thing over and over again. It's just like we can predict all of this before it even happens. Like, I, it's so well, here's, here's my thing, though. Let's say those teams leave. And let's hypothetically, Western starts winning. Let's say Western wins Conference USA and we got all those teams knocked out, et cetera. You know, at what point do you say, well, Western's doing better? You know, you've taken the big fish. You know, mm-hmm. the bigger fish have been taken out of this. Are we really better? Or are we still just kind of thumping along the bottom and there's nothing else there to stop us? So now we're being able to rise to the top. Well, basketball wise, none of them were good, anyways. Like we sweat Marshall. Yeah, um, Old Dominion, they had a really bad season. They were pretty off. And Southern Miss, they never did much with basketball anyways. So I don't think that basketball-wise, they're not a big loss. But football-wise, we won't have the Moonshine throwdown anymore. We won't have Old Dominion anymore, which they've beat us a few times. So, I mean, I think it'll skew the football team more than it will the basketball team. Like, basketball, it's whatever. I mean, Jeff Jones was always pretty good. And they were nationally ranked our first year in CUSA. So they had a better history. Just now they're not very good. So they'll fit in better with the Sun Belt and Conference USA. But at the same time, I mean, UAB is probably going to have to rebuild and go through the transfer portal. That's what Andy Kennedy did, and he killed it. And guess what? He's playing in the NCAA tournament and not us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I just, you know, yeah, anyway. So – Conference USA tournament, uh, Law Tech went on to play in the final game against UAB. Um, UAB went into three overtimes against Middle. That's insane. <laughs> Which, by the way, Middle went into overtime against UTEP mm-hmm. and won 66-59. That's amazing to me. Anytime you um, play an overtime game in a conference tournament, you're basically done after that. Your, your legs are done. <laughs> well, I mean, and then, of course, middle went into overtime, and then they went into three overtimes against UAB. Uh, UAB ended up being, winning 102-98, to uh, and then they played uh, La Tech, which, by the way, La Tech's game versus North Texas looks like a football game. It was score. horrendous, yeah. Terrible. 42-36, to for those of you listening. That is yeah. like that's like that's like high school girls basketball score. I'm so thankful. That's I didn't have I'm to not watch knocking that. girls. Do what? I'm so thankful I didn't have to watch that game. I know, right? That would have been that would have been ridiculous. Um, 
Of course, UAB uh, ended up beating La Tech 82-73 and moving on to the big dance. So congratulations, Blazers. Can you hear my insincerity? I hope you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were talking about uh, Western playing uh, La Tech. We, I think we shot like 14% from three-point land. Yeah, you uh, can't do that when you get to a conference tournament. That, I don't know what in the world would cause a team to shoot that bad from three. You have Luke Frampton. You have Cam Justice. I mean, McKnight's not horrible from deep. Anderson's not horrible from deep. But they're not, they're not your top options. And I mean, Hamilton was pretty good, usually. Yeah. But, I mean, Frampton had zero points in that game. Where was he at? Well, okay. Three, we shot 14%. They shot 40% from three-point land. And then here's another fact that'll get you. We had 31 rebounds. They had 38. So they beat us by seven on the boards. That's all thanks to Lofton. Yep. Yep. So, uh, but the only thing that we actually did a lot better than them in is turnovers. We had 11. They had 20. So, I mean, if you got the rebounds, if you got the turnovers, and you shot decently from the floor, I think this is a different game. Yeah, because, I mean, it was a close game final score-wise. I mean, we only and, lost you know, that too. And, you know, th- this game could have put us in the tournament. So It could have. I mean, it very well could have because North Texas ended up losing and having an absolutely horrendous game against Louisiana Tech. And then you have a UAB team that's probably gassed and had that three-overtime win against middle. So, yeah. I mean, we had our chances. All we had to do was take care of business on our end, and that's something that we haven't been able to do in a conference tournament under Rick Stansberry. It was just win it outright i was gonna say we could not do it so there we are here or i should say here we are um so western's gonna sit at home with everybody else and watch the bracket yeah so jared let's preview the bracket just a little bit here uh Uh, what games are you oh well uh, sure 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 uh what games are you looking forward to all of them because it's march Sounds good, buddy. Um, who? Okay, let's go. Let's do it this way. Who do you think is going all the way? Um, I want to do some in-depth analysis on this. Okay, okay, I want to help well, some people out that maybe haven't filled theirs out yet. You better. You don't have that much time as the time that you're listening to this podcast. But yeah, yeah. Do you have a bracket in front of you right now? Yes, I do. I'm actually right. filling out one on ESPN as we speak. All right, to the West <laughs> Region we go. So your right. one seed, Gonzaga, I think they're a pretty safe bet. Yes. Um, especially against Georgia State. The Boise State-Memphis game, I think that's really good. Boise State was absolutely killing it in the either the Mountain West or the Western Athletic Conference. I think they're in the Mountain West. Um, I think you're right. But I think they're good. But Memphis has peaked at the right time. Like, they are not the same team that we almost beat this season. They looked really, really bad for a while, but Penny Hardaway has kind of gotten their kinks worked out. They still have the better talent than Boise State, so I'm going with Memphis in that matchup. I am too. Um, Completely you, agree with that. But now UConn and New Mexico State. So New Mexico State is going to be joining Conference USA at some point. And okay. They are 12 seed in the tournament, so, I mean, they're pretty good. I think they are the Western Athletic Conference. Um, I think they're the winners of it. I, okay. picked, I put them over UConn. Just because, like, I mean, UConn is in a decent conference, Big East, whatever. But I think that they're a really hot team right now. New Mexico State is. I think that they can get that done. I have them in my Sweet 16. And the Arkansas-Vermont matchup. So, personally, I don't know if you know this, but I love the Catamounts. 
Vermont is so good. No, I love Vermont. I watch the American East uh, tournament all the time when it's on, and it's uh, Vermont's always in that game because they're the best team always in the American East. So I'm really happy for them. I wish that I could have them winning this game against Arkansas, but they've yeah, had gone through the gauntlet of the SEC. They've still won some pretty big games, Eric Musselman and all of them over there in Arkansas. I still think they win, but I do have them losing to New Mexico State. So that's uh, my big one for that. Do you have any con- thought comments so far? No, no, no. Completely agree. I'm liking, uh, uh, like you said, you got Vermont. I've, I'm definitely picking Arkansas over uh, Vermont there. Um, Going to go. I'm, I'm Okay, so I'm the worst with brackets because I just basically go down the numbers. I'm, yeah. I'm one of those pickers. Yeah. Um, I do have a few upsets. I do have a few upsets, but it's not in this one. Um I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say this. The West is pretty straightforward. I'm thinking Gonzaga is gonna come out of come out on top on it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yes. not sorry. You're good. Um, so here's an interesting one: Alabama versus either Rutgers or Notre Dame. So they play tonight the, for the 11 seed. Rutgers has gotten hot recently, and I have them beating Notre Dame. And I not only have them beating Notre Dame, I have them beating the Crimson Tide because this is basketball oh. season, and it's not football season. So, yes, you are right. That's kind of one I mean, of my sleepers that I'm going with. I mean, out of the, you know, how many ever billion, million people live in Alabama, uh, I'm actually going to look that up, so my joke's not as bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> of the 4.9 million people that live in Alabama, I'm sure about 15 are watching the game, so. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, so I have Alabama getting upset in that one. Uh, Texas Ooh. Tech versus Montana State. I wish I could have put Montana State Bobcats as well because they're another great mid-major team. But, I mean, Texas yeah. Tech is pretty freaking good. They're a 3 seed yeah. for a reason. I have them beating that. And then if Rutgers were to beat Alabama, i put Texas Tech over them. So these next few is where it gets really fun. Obviously, it's hard for me to not pick Tom Izzo and Michigan State. And I'll probably regret it because they always end up doing well in the tournament just because he's one of your class act coaches. He's been around forever, knows what he's doing. But I did put Davidson for the upset because they're going to be mad that they lost their conference tournament. They're still a really good team, and they were able to get in as an at-large in the A-10. So they're pretty good. I have them beating Michigan State because I had seen Michigan State kind of taper off towards the end of the season. They weren't really good. So the last one for the West is Duke and UC uh, California uh, Fullerton. So, I mean, I, I put Duke, obviously, but that's going to be a fun second-round game is Davidson versus Duke because both North Carolina schools, Davidson's right outside of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that could be a fun matchup, but I still have Duke winning that. And I have them in my Final Four. Like, as much as I hate Coach yeah. Gary, this is his last season. I see him – like, I'll go ahead and tell you, I see him getting it done. I think Duke wins it all this year. What? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I'm not going to go that far, but, yeah. Okay. So, that's how uh, I I'm see gonna, the West. I'm going to say Gonzaga's going to beat Duke and going to go to the finals. But, I'm so far, I'm liking everything you're saying. I, I do have Michigan State beating Davidson, but they're not going to beat Duke. Mm-hmm. Neither team is going to beat Duke. That'll be a good matchup. Yeah. For sure. Um, and, uh, I, okay, so I'm going to go over to – we're going to go over to the south, directly across. Um, it's pretty straightforward here. Uh, is it? Arizona, definitely going to win the first round there. Who are they even playing? The 16th seed is uh, – uh, Either Wright State or uh, Bryant. Okay. I, I was assuming that was Wright State, but you never know. 
Um, my first upset here is going to be the next one, TCU versus Seton Hall. I'm going TCU. Really? Um, yeah. I have Seton Hall in that one just because Big East, I think, like some of those teams like that when they get in the tournament are pretty solid as compared okay. to the like, Big 12. Okay, okay. Um, next game, obviously, I'm going Houston. Sorry, UAB. Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, I think that UAB has a chance. Like, if this was last year's Houston team or the year before, it'd be impossible. But I think that Houston wins, personally. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, grand scheme of things, Arizona's going to take whoever. Um, of course, Illinois, Chattanooga, definitely Illinois. Nope. Uh, stop right there. No? No? Not so okay. fast, my friend. Don't you ever, <laughs> don't you ever sleep on the mocks? How could you okay. do such a thing? No, the A Sun. It's either the A Sun or one of those Southern conferences. They are okay. so freaking good. They have a bunch of transfers, like a bunch of people that can score. They have some decent size too. They have a really good duo, like backcourt duo. I have Chattanooga in my Sweet Sixteen, beating Illinois first, and then Houston second, and then they'll lose to Arizona in the Sweet Sixteen. I have Chattanooga as one of my sleepers. Okay. Um, okay, so just a fun fact for you. Since 1985, there has been... Um, yeah, since 1985, there has been 31 13 seeds upset four seeds. Mm-hmm. So it's a possibility. Um since 1985, though. So, definitely possible. So, if those of you who are following along, filling out your bracket, go for it. Um, Colorado State versus Michigan. I got Michigan. I do, too, just because as much as I hate that their coach is actually going to be allowed to coach, probably after throwing a <laughs> slap or punch or whatever that was at somebody, they don't deserve to be there at all, in my opinion, after that. But that's they're still a Big Ten school, Colorado State. I mean... They're they're pretty high up as a six, but I don't see them beating Michigan just because. The next one is a tough one for me though. Tennessee Longwood. I mean, it has to like, be balls. Yeah, I mean, I mean, growing up on the Tennessee Kentucky border, oh, like I hate Tennessee. I do so too. I like, everything in me wants to pick Longwood just to spite Tennessee. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> That would suck for Rick Barnes if that actually happens, but I do have UT in my final four. I have them winning the South region, unfortunately, because they look pretty freaking good right now. They won the SEC tournament. They uh, they are getting it done in one of the hardest conferences this season, so it's kind of hard for me to pick against them right now. So here's my next one. Ohio State versus Loyola Chicago. I'm taking Loyola Chicago. Yes, the fighting sister jeans. Let's go. Yeah. Yes, let's go, Sister Jeans. I'm definitely siding with them. Uh-huh. Um, and then finally, Villanova, Delaware, definitely Villanova. Yeah, um, I have Nova beating Loyola after that too and then losing to UT. But I think that'll be a really good game, UT versus Villanova. I do too. I think that's going to be a good one. Um, I I don't know. I'm going to say – I don't know. Some of these are such so close to me, though. It's just like, I you know, God, I don't know. David, if you pick a one seed, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. One seeds are pretty close, though. Um, out of the out of the South, I'm going to I'm I've got to say Arizona. I'm sorry. I've got to say Arizona is going to go in and they'll probably play Gonzaga. Interesting. I, I'm betting against Coach K. I do not like Coach K. 
And that's just personal preference. He's I don't never... either, but that doesn't change the fact that he's good. If hating Tom Brady for 20 years has taught me anything, is that you can hate someone as much as you want, but that doesn't make them suck. They're that's still true. good. That's true. That is very true. Uh, let's go down to the East. I'll let you take it away. Yeah, so Baylor versus Norfolk State. I mean, Norfolk, good luck. But Baylor has been known to choke in the NCAA tournament horrendously, and a 16 has beaten a one before. It's not impossible but That's true. I still chose Baylor because they did finally get over that hump. They did finally win a national championship. So they, they know what it takes now. So I'm going with Baylor. Um, North Carolina versus Marquette. So this is an interesting one. I thought about taking Marquette, but UNC is still UNC. They just spoiled Coach K's last game in Cameron Indoor Stadium. So, I mean, I have North Carolina with that one. Yeah. So this one I'm already kind of disappointed with because we did already have our first uh, – playing games uh so i picked it was wyoming versus indiana believe it or not uh, the fact that indiana had a play-in game into the ncaa tournament is hilarious to me but um just looking hang on i gotta pull this up on my phone yeah so i'm really disappointed i did pick wyoming to win that and i not only picked wyoming to uh get in the tournament but also beat st mary's so i did strike out on that one already so it is indiana i mean hoosiers out there i don't hoosiers aren't gonna do it sorry yeah i mean st mary's is a team that's beaten gonzaga i think this season so yeah you don't want to sleep on the gales this year as as i heard one of the sports guys locally here in louisville talk you know Indiana is going to – obviously, they won. They're playing St. Mary's. But then they're – what is it? They play the game. They basically hopped on a plane, and then now they're going to play St. Mary's tomorrow. Yeah. I just don't think that's enough turnaround time for them to actually get any kind of rest. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not betting on it. I'm not betting on it, the Hoosiers. Me neither. I think St. Mary's is going to give them the Hoosier daddy and send them home. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, so, who do you have coming out of the East? What do you got? All right, so I'm almost there. I mean, I do have UCLA winning against Akron. UCLA is oh, pretty good. I do have them losing to Baylor, though. And um, looking down at the last part of the Eastern bracket, you have Texas and Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech shouldn't have gotten the tournament anyways. I think they're terrible. Um, so I would have Texas winning that one, uh, Purdue over Yale. And I have Purdue coming out of the East because they were a number one team. They were the number one team in college basketball this year. They still have Jaden Ivey. They still have that really big, tall guy that's like 7'4 in the center. So I think that's going to cause some problems for a lot of these teams. Um, okay. But Murray State versus San Francisco, two mid-majors. There will be a guaranteed one um, in the second round of the tournament. I do still have Murray State winning that, even though San Francisco's conference has been a little bit stronger than what uh, the OVC was this year for Murray. They completely swept it. They were like 30-2, and two, some ridiculous 30-3, and three, something like that. They got 30 wins this year, the Murray State Bracers did, which makes me want to vomit. But <laughs> I, do, I, I had to still pick them because I see them winning that. And then, of course, you have UK and St. Peter's. I have UK. But UK versus Murray State in the NCAA tournament, I think that could be the most fun in-state matchup we've seen in an NCAA tournament in a long time. Okay, they I, have got to crack out the horse costume. Oh I'm my just god, saying. I remember that. Please. And as Please much do. as like a part of me wants to see Murray beat UK, but also a part of me would see that and be like, "That's supposed to be us." That's supposed to be us. Personally, I don't see anyone beating Shibwe 
like that on Murray. Murray doesn't have the size that Kentucky does. I think Sheboy will absolutely demolish them. So I do have UK winning that. But I think that Purdue gets it done against the Wildcats. All you UK homers can get over it. Um, I, do too, actually. I think I think Purdue is a stronger team. That's who I have going out of the East. As hey, as a UK sympathizer, as long as Duke loses, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> what if they don't? Hey, honestly, like there was one year I remember uh Kentucky got knocked out and I'm like, are you serious? And then all of a sudden it was like, I don't even remember, like within an hour, it's like Duke loses. And I'm like, yes, everything is right in the world. Um, so you put in, you put in Baylor or Purdue going to the final there? Purdue. Who do you got? I'm saying Baylor. I've agreed. Wow. One seed. Go figure. Hey, hey. Okay. So in New Orleans. Uh, on April 2nd, it's going to be Gonzaga and Baylor. I'm just saying it now. <laughs> hey, you should, while you have all your stats, you ought to ask the Siri or Google or whoever you use when the last time that all four one seeds made the NCAA tournament. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's, check while you're there. looking that up, I will look at the Midwest region for you. So we have Kansas, eh, who I hate, and we have Texas Southern, who just beat uh, Texas AM Corpus Christi. So I did have Texas uh, Southern beating. Uh, Corpus Christi so but I mean I don't see them beating Kansas unfortunately I hate Kansas a lot a lot okay I already got the answer are you ready uh-huh. yeah 2008 was the one and only time that four one seeds made it in to yeah. the final four so if you take that since the inception of the NCAA tournament until now you have one instance where it occurred oh, that's that's fine I, I don't have four one seeds but okay <laughs> We'll see I've got that. three. I've got three. I don't have four. Um, okay, where did you make it to on that? All right. Midwest? So San Diego State and Creighton. I'm going Creighton. I'm going Creighton as well. I think that they can do it. Uh, Coach McDermott is still really good over there. I think he's still there. I don't know. Uh, Sean McDermott's dad. I don't remember. But, I mean, Creighton is still really good regardless. I have them winning that. I won Richmond. So Richmond got really lucky and won the A-10 this year. They were able to beat Davidson, so I think this is a sleeper team. I think that they can beat Iowa, but personally, I picked Iowa to win. I don't know why. I'm no, going I, Iowa, too. I, I can't pick every single 5-12 split <laughs> as an upset, although it does happen a lot. Like, the 5-12 is the easiest upset to pick. You'll yes. probably be right if you choose it. Um, yes. I wouldn't do the one against St. Mary's, but I, I, I would pick Richmond, honestly. That wouldn't be horrible. This is where we may differ in the other. Honestly, um, I haven't seen Richmond play very much this year, but I saw their mascot and I was like, nope, spider. nope, nope, nope. Yep, not doing the spider. Uh, so I went Iowa 5 uh, versus Richmond. Yeah, I did uh, too. The, the next one, uh, Providence, South Dakota State. Give me the freaking Jackrabbits. Let's go. <laughs> South, South Dakota, Dakota State. State. Yes, yes, me too. I think they're the big sky champion. You know, I think it's either them <laughs> I took or Montana that one too. State. Um, yes, there's a little okay, bit of Okay, okay. Um, and then we have uh, the sixth seed LSU versus Iowa State. Yeah, so I, with everything going on with LSU's program right now, I picked Iowa State to win this. because Me too. Yeah. I mean, that's something to think about. And also, if you do your I weird enough at the bottom, it can, you could also make it look like an L. So if you're filling one out on paper, you can technically say you called it either way. Oh, but, my gosh. Yeah, I could I see somebody. I, 
I could see somebody who's like really good at the, um, oh, what's it called? The, like where you write and it, like if you flip it, it looks like an anagram, an anagram. Oh, yeah, called. yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking if about. If somebody did that with like LSU, Wisconsin, or, or uh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Iowa State, <laughs> um, Wisconsin and Colgate, which by the way, please tell me Colgate is like literally sponsoring Colgate. I mean, that would be hilarious. That'd be amazing. It's just if, a like all their students have these really school. pretty teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The students have like the most pretty teeth and uh, it's a dentistry school. Um, Personally, I would love to see Colgate beat Wisconsin, but I mean, Wisconsin's no. pretty good right now. Yeah. Um, and then we got USC Miami. Uh, actually, I chose Wisconsin as well, just in case I wouldn't clear uh, USC and Miami. I know you love Miami and everything else, but I went USC. I did too, just because I do think they're the better team in the Pac-12. And that's one thing that a lot of us in the East Coast, which I guess you could say East for us. but Yeah, we're Eastern. Yeah, we don't stay up and watch these late Pac-12 games. We don't know what Arizona looks like. We don't know what UCLA looks like. We don't know what USC looks like. But the thing is, is that they're pretty freaking good. So that's something to think about. I mean, Arizona is the one seed for a reason. They've been a sleeper. They haven't been talked about in the national media at all this entire year and they're a one seed so that's something to think about um the last one though auburn and jacksonville state so that's an in-state matchup first of all and two it's ray harper back in the ncaa tournament for the gamecocks oh oh um i i went auburn i actually said I auburn. Did too. yeah i mean that was the thing with ray harper he could get you in the ncaa tournament but he's not going to help you win because we were a 16 seed and sure yeah. enough jacksonville state is a 15 seed so that's one seed better than if they were western when yeah. he was here because we were a 16 seed play in the first year we were at a losing record and still beat mississippi valley state that was 10 years ago this week that happened <laughs> and then we played number one overall uk and absolutely got obliterated and uh, then the next year we were a one, uh, we were a 16 seed played a one. We played Kansas. We were so close in that game. That game still makes me so mad because yep. we were basically tied up with them at the half. We were holding our own like with less than 10 minutes left in the game. And that big center that they had uh, Jeff Withy, he was just too much for Rostov and uh, George Fant, and Fant ended up fouling out of the game. And once Fant fouled out, that was basically it. We just didn't have the depth. I think we still lost by single digits. It was the, it was one of the closest uh, sixteen seeds versus a one before UMBC beat Virginia by twenty points uh, three years yeah. ago. But that was a game I wish we would have got. But I, I don't see so, them beating Auburn. So who is your? Uh, Sweet 16 coming out of the Midwest. Who's your, I guess, your four out of the Midwest? I have Kansas, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Auburn. I don't really have anything crazy happening here. Same, same. And unfortunately, Um, I wanted to pick Auburn beating Kansas. I would like to see that a lot, but I I still have the Gamecocks getting to the Final Four. Not the Gamecocks, the Jayhawks. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, I was like, yeah. (laughs) Um, I actually had Kansas, Wisconsin, and I've got Wisconsin. Sorry. Mm. I've got Wisconsin going. Uh, Finally, so... you decide to not pick a one seed when I do. <laughs> um, so, uh, Gonzaga and Baylor is my final four. And uh, Arizona, Wisconsin. Um, and honestly, it's I'm going to say it's probably going to be uh, uh, Gonzaga and Arizona. And I'm going Gonzaga is going to win this one this year. 
I wish that that happens, and but I have Duke versus Kansas in a championship game, and I have Duke beating the Jayhawks. I think that Coach K gets the, the gets it done. I mean, this is his last raw. This is his last year. If there's anyone in the NCAA tournament that knows what it takes to win a national championship, it's him. So yeah. it's hard to argue that. I mean, he's been there before. It's been a few years since Duke has been back. I know that he's going to try to get this team as ready as possible to go and make a run. And if you look at the path that they have, it's not very bad. Even if all of the bigger seeds win, they have Michigan State. I think that he can beat Tom Izzo. Um, if uh, Texas Tech ends up getting to the Sweet 16, I think that they can beat Texas Tech. And then I think they've already beaten or played Gonzaga this year. I don't know if they have, but recently they have played either last year or the year before. And uh, I think that they were able to still win that game. So it's a very easy path for me to see Duke being able to get to a national championship. And I mean, I still hate Kansas and they're overrated, but I still think that they can somehow squeak their way in there. I think, I think that my Midwest bracket is the one that will be upset the most because I always end up picking Kansas and they always (laughs) end up disappointing me. But I mean, I do that on purpose. That way I don't actually have to see Kansas in the championship. So either I'll be right or it'll just be (laughs) one every, every single year is like, that's that's a that's a pretty good strategy i like that um i i and i know i know you're giving me a lot of shade but kansas to me is like a paper tiger most years i mean they're good don't get me wrong but like they're just not as good as kansas thinks they are does that make sense yeah like they're almost always inflated um kentucky fans always complain about their about where they are in the tournament Oh, we got to play this team in the second round. Oh, we got to play this team in the third round. Um, there's this year. I mean, I don't know of anybody really they have to play before the final four or before the, before the sweet 16, I should say. I'm sorry. Well, they got Murray and then they got Purdue. Purdue's good. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like a historically, it's not a North Carolina. It's not a UCLA. You know, they don't have to face them technically until they get to the sweet 16. Yeah, and Purdue technically has been kind of tapering off and losing a bunch of games here in like the latter part of the season. They were yeah, really I mean, good at the beginning, and I think some people have just kind of figured them out. I don't know if that's something Coach Cal has done yet, but I still want not. to see Murray State and Kentucky play each other in the NCAA tournament. I think that could be a lot of fun to watch. Oh, I hope they do. I hope they do. I really hope Imagine they do. Imagine if Murray so beats Kentucky, though, all the salty UK fans. Oh, my gosh. If, if Murray beats Kentucky – there will be like a mass exodus from Lexington to where is Murray anyway? Like Murray, that's there, the name but... of the city. It's over. Oh, is it? <laughs> yes, it's over in land between the lakes, Devin. Have you never been to? Cal- I know it's in the western part. I just didn't know the city. So they're going to go to they're going to go to Murray and they're going to take all their couches and just set them on the edge of the town and just start burning them um, in <laughs> protest. Um, but like Duke, really, um, you know they. Typically, from my observation, they don't really have usually a very difficult path to the NCAA tournament or through the tournament, I should say. I mean, they've still ended up losing to Mercer or yeah. like, I don't think it was Norfolk Stake. It was, uh, shoot, who was it? Yeah, they lost to somebody as a, they were a two seed and they lost to a 15 seed in the tournament before. So that yeah. has happened before. Well, I mean, and. And here's my complaint usually about the tournament is the legacy, quote, legacy teams. Mm-hmm. So your Dukes, your Kentuckys, your Kansas, your UCLAs, yada, yada, yada. They can literally do nothing and they still get in the tournament. Yeah, basically just for tickets. They get, the, yeah, exactly. They get in there for ticket sales. 
because there's such a big following following them that you know people are going to you know and, they're going to buy and, tickets they're going to come watch the game they're going to do this or that and, and all these power conferences always end up having all these teams like i think the big 10 has like eight teams in the ncaa tournament which i think is ridiculous yeah and the thing was is that they had that many last year and guess how many of them won a game none of them <laughs> none of them that's so great. that just shows that a lot of these power conferences are overrated when they go on yeah. a neutral court and they have to play against some mid-major team with a bunch of seniors that know how to play as a team. They don't know what to do. Like they have the talent. It's like, have you heard the quote? Like, um, like it, it's better. Well, I think coach K was the one that said he'd rather have a two-star recruit with a five-star work ethic than a five-star recruit with a two-star work ethic or something like that. Hey, like that's, that, a, that's, a, that's a good quote, actually. Yeah, but, I mean, that's how it is, though, because these mid-major teams, they are consisted of probably, like, not ranked or, like, two-star recruits. But the thing is, is when they stay there for years and end up having the same teammates for years, like, they end up having, like, very, very, like, very, very strong connections with each other. And they're pretty hard to beat. Like, that's why I picked Chattanooga in my Sweet 16 I have New Mexico State in my Sweet 16. I almost put South Dakota State in my Sweet 16, but I don't see them beating Iowa. But yeah. I mean, there, there will be upsets, and it's not going to be anything that we predicted. It's probably going to be um, like St. Peter's over Kentucky or something ridiculous. Delaware over Villanova. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or maybe freaking – heard it here uh, first. Or Wright State <laughs> over Arizona. Exactly. I mean, who knows? That's the Murray thing that's beautiful. Yep. It's the beautiful thing of the NCAA tournament is that none of, not even the experts are ever right. None of no. them. Like Joe Lenardi literally exists only to get the bracket, like bracketology stuff put together. And his bracket is always wrong, very wrong. So, well, and that's what's always funny to me is the, I don't think they've ever had a perfect bracket. Oh no. It's like statistically impossible. Yeah, because, I mean, there's so many variables in it. You can never predict it, which is great. I mean, I think that's what makes it fun. Yeah, because, I mean, just looking at all the upsets, and even in Western's history, all the upsets that we had, like the Ty Rogers shot beating Drake and yes. being able to advance. Like, that was that was an SB award-winning moment for WKU. We were in the national spotlight. We were in the one shining moment. We were in everything because of that big upset and being able to have that big buzzer beater like that. I mean, just one game like that is all it takes is to turn a program around. And like for someone like Chattanooga, if they beat Illinois, like that's something that they're going to remember, like their fans will forever. Just like with Florida Gulf Coast, Florida Gulf Coast, like they were Dunk City. They were a 15 seed. They were the first 15 seed to get to the Sweet 16. They won two games in a row in the NCAA tournament. And everybody remembers them for that. Of course, UMBC, the first 16 seed to beat a one seed in NCAA tournament, they will be in the history books forever because of that. So all it takes is just one game in March to put your school and your team on the map. No, no, no one would have guessed what UMBC even stood for four or five years ago. <laughs> like I had never heard of them. No, yeah. And they exactly. ended up not only beating a one seed, they beat Virginia by 20 points. And I still think that's hilarious. And now Virginia's not even in the tournament this year. <laughs> yeah, they've they've declined really quickly. That's another wild one for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I hope you all enjoy the bracket. Um, we will be taking our vacation. We'll be on a vacation for a couple months. Um, we will try and check back every couple months and kind of update everybody, have a little episode here and there. Um, 
but I hope you all enjoy your break. Um, and, uh, you know, check back with us. We'll try and uh, check the uh, towel rack and all that good stuff. They'll be updating, uh, recruiting and, you know, news going with Western and all that good stuff. Um, and, and that's all I've got. Jared, do you have anything else, buddy? No, I mean, we went through the bracket, so hopefully you all will know exactly what happens this year. So you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. And when you get a perfect bracket, you got to write, you know, thank Dar- Jared and Devin for helping you out on the bracket. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Y'all are like, no, we are not listening to them at all. Uh, but, hey, guys, we appreciate you listening. If you made it this far in the episode, remember to share it. Uh, and, you know, if you need help or something, reach out to BetterHelp and, uh, you know, they'll help you out. And just remember to use our code to help us out. Uh, but as always, guys, go tops. Go tops. <laughs> Missed the button. <laughs>